Week two of the college football season is in the books. Let's check in in our SEC teams because we've got a few upsets brewing and we've got a few teams that don't look right. How is Alabama going to come back from their one-point victory? Is this the end for Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M? More importantly, how good is Florida look? We also dive into some NFL hot takes. All this and more on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. Let's go. Don't wait. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Silverman, at Jake's Take Podcast, at JakeSil14. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network, at Variety underscore Sport underscore, your home for all things sports and all forms of varieties. What a crazy week of college football we have. If you thought week one was crazy, then you haven't seen really anything yet. And it's kind of crazy because as I am recording this, I'm seeing... Kentucky just intercept a pass, but it's stuff like this where it's just so crazy that we don't know what to expect. So the first thing I want to look at is Alabama. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And obviously, if you've been a fan and a listener of Jake's Take, you know that we say three things here for emphasis. Now with this, Alabama squeaked out an ugly win. Yes, It was so ugly. It was so bad. I feel like I wanted to bang my head against the wall so many times because they just did not look like themselves. In this game, Alabama not only set a new record for penalties under Nick Saban with 15, but they also looked lost. They looked non-existent, and so many of us were so concerned. Now they squeaked out a win. That is phenomenal. However, the SEC is looking really good. So it is kind of nerve-wracking. We'll break them down some more later. But the most important storyline, too, has to be that Texas A&M lost to Appalachian State. Now, I know that many people who have listened to the show and many people who know me know how much I feel in regards to Jimbo Fisher. I don't want to say that Jimbo definitely deserved this, but it's pretty interesting and kind of funny and kind of comical to see what happened to Jimbo after he goes off on his former mentor in regards to being a narcissist. I think in this, it's been a crazy second week because not only do you have teams like Alabama struggling, you have Texas A&M losing, Tennessee barely beat Pittsburgh. I have mentioned in the previous episode that that's going to be a game that we need to look into. And then we have Arkansas beating South Carolina. I know that I kind of mentioned that keep things in mind for that game, but we, you know, saw what was expected. Really with this, week two has very much been a trap week. I don't think many people expected to have close games or premier upsets. Somewhere that I was looking ahead said that Alabama doesn't deserve to be number one. I 100% agree. They do not. They did not play well. And so many of us fans agree. We did not play good. Now, I think with this, it is good because you get the hard game out of the season earlier on. However, it's still difficult because with this team, there are so many good teams in the SEC that you are going to have to play. Right now, it's looking like Kentucky, Florida are going to be the teams to beat aside from Georgia in the SEC East. But then you have Tennessee. Tennessee didn't look the best, but they'll figure things out. So it's really important to see what happens there. In the SEC West, Texas A&M, the team that many people thought 
would compete with Alabama, they actually have shown some, you know, laziness, some sloss. So I think with them, it's not something that really can be looked at. But I feel like with this, Alabama, and even us, some of our fans, we just got in the way of ourselves. We just got too cocky, too arrogant. And that's why I think this win happened and why it was so close. Now, what I've learned from this really is that number one, oh my gosh, I feel like Bill O'Brien has definitely done better. He's gotten the running backs involved. However, the next thing comes down to the offensive line and the wide receivers. One of the things that Alabama very much misses in regards to their team from last year is that there isn't Jamison Williams who's going to take the top off the defense and John Mechie isn't there. You have good skill receivers, but you don't have the speedster. And you have a lot of young players. There are a lot of drop balls. Luckily, there are no fumbles. But with this right now, you can't really just keep putting it on Bryce Young's shoulders. He needs to have some people to help him out. And with this, it comes down to the O-line. Now, what I noticed with the offensive line is that they did make a substitution, and it did actually end up helping them. They took out Kendall Randolph, and they put in Javion Cohen, who was their starter last year. I feel like with this, it's going to be a great O-line now because not only do you have Javion Cohen back there, you've got Darian Dalcourt in there too, and then you also have Emil Ekior. You bring back your three interior linemen from last year, they will do pretty good. Really, the concern has to be at right tackle with J.C. Latham. I know he's young. He'll continue to grow over time, but he did get beat for a sack. There were some pressures. And with this team, you need to make sure that you keep Bryce Young off of the turf as much as possible. So let's focus on Texas A&M and Florida a little bit more. So obviously with Texas A&M last year, they had a really exciting year. They upset Alabama. It was awful. I don't want to talk about it. And then this year they come into the season with all these high expectations. And then boom, they're faced with quarterback inconsistency with Haynes King. And he's coming back from an injury. Now there are the questions about should Max Johnson be the starter? I think no. You know, you have one bad game. You have to stick with your quarterback. Look, it's happened before. In 2015, Jacob Coker had a bad game. And then Alabama started Cooper Bateman against Ole Miss. And then that was awful. That was so bad. I hated that game for many reasons. But I think you need to stick with your consistency, especially if he's a leader in the locker room. So looking at this, I really think that with Texas A&M, Haynes King, it's his job to lose. But they are playing Miami this upcoming week. That's going to be a very hard task because Mario Cristobal is a phenomenal coach. He's also from Nick Saban's coaching tree. So he's going to do a phenomenal job. However, in this, I am picking Miami to win that game because I think that they're just the more consistent team. Also, if you haven't seen Texas A&M's Midnight Yell and you want to cringe and get furious, please look that up because they're convinced that people from Boone, North Carolina, where Appalachian State is located, cannot read, cannot think, and are really dumb and can't even read a map. But they are... Also, you know, very crazy to think that, and it's very frustrating, but people apparently love the Midnight Yell, so Texas A&M fans, if you are a fan of that, good. If not, also good. But moving on, I really think that with Texas A&M, they need to show some more consistency. I'm going to keep giving Jimbo a hard time, because one, Jimbo just says anything he doesn't think, and I don't even know 
why he's putting himself into these situations. But right now, I haven't seen a lot from this team. Someone had told me that, well, you know, the number one recruiting class that they got, they're not going to play as freshmen. Well, one of them had a key fumble in their loss. So doesn't that really kind of make things in a different way? And of course, I want to focus on Florida. Now, obviously with Florida, I picked them to win against Kentucky. But things happen, and obviously I was wrong. That's okay. People are wrong. In this case, I think that me picking Florida was the right call and worked out really well because with this, Florida is good. Billy Napier has them in a very good situation, and they are ready for the next possible growth. I think they can compete. However, the SEC East is going to be very good this year. Now, looking at this, they have a good quarterback, but Anthony Richardson still has a lot of growing to do. It'll take some time, but he has a good coach. He has a great young running back who is Trevor Etienne, Travis Etienne's brother, and you also have a pretty good defense. So I think with this, when it comes to the Florida Gators, they're going to do great. They'll be fine, but there is a lot of concerns in regards to it. We want to see the development of this team because I can see them having a really good game against other SEC East opponents. And more of a focus on Alabama in their game. Obviously, we know that there were some struggles. We know that there's a lot that needs to be improved. But I think the biggest thing that I was excited about and that I noticed is that Bryce Young is still looking like Bryce Young. Now, he's obviously has a lot of younger receivers, but they are getting JoJo Earl and Tyler Harrell back in time for the Arkansas game. So that's good. They're going to have that speed receiver who can break it open. You also have a lot of young players coming in too. You know, you have Kobe Prentice, who's a freshman. You also had Isaiah Bond, another true freshman who was playing. You had Trayshawn Horn and Ja'Cory Brooks, who wasn't playing in the last game. Jermaine Burton looked off. Then you had Cameron Watu, who was coming back in his first game since being hurt. So everyone just kind of looked all out of sorts. But then you had players like Jason McClellan and Jameer Gibbs step up. But my biggest concern really is that play call on fourth down when they were in the shotgun and then it looked like it was Roydell Williams slipping. Now, I think with this, what this Alabama team needs is a punishing running back. But looking at that, I don't see one that comes to mind right now. Jameer Gibbs is a scat back. He's great. He's a great receiving back too. Jason McClellan is a great third down back. And also, in addition to this, Roydell Williams is a good back too. However, they haven't used Trey Sanders, and they don't really have other players as well behind him. They could use Emmanuel Henderson, this talented freshman. But I think with this, you need to find that consistent runner as well. They have the O-line set. I think putting Javion back in there is going to work wonders. I think it's going to be terrific for this team. However, there's so much growth that this team needs to have. Because if Alabama struggled against Texas then they are going to struggle against other teams too. Arkansas beat South Carolina. South Carolina is a good team, but also with South Carolina, they're still trying to figure things out. When it comes to other teams that they're going to play, Alabama might struggle. Tennessee is a good team. They obviously struggled against Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh is still a good team. Auburn had some struggles, but the Iron Bowl is always a struggling game. 
And then you look at Georgia. Georgia is not playing with any mercy. So I think in this regards, there's a lot that needs to be focused on with this Alabama team. And there's a lot that needs to be improved. So we'll just have to continue to see how things go. And with it being week one of the NFL season, it's also very important for us to check in on our small market teams from the South. So let's start with my favorite team, the New Orleans Saints. And the best way to put it is I don't know what my favorite teams are trying to do, but those were way too close of games, winning by one point on a field goal. But also, oh my gosh, I've missed you so much, Will Lutz. Thank you so much. Now with this, that was a very intense game because it didn't seem like the Saints were all the way together, but then towards the end, they got it figured out. And of course, you know, Jameis is a fantastic leader. He was doing phenomenal things. He was a little banged up, but he should be fine. But of course, the story of this game has to be the return of Michael Thomas. Getting Michael Thomas back shows the impact. There was all these rumors about Michael Thomas not wanting to be there. Michael Thomas wanting to go somewhere else. He caught two of the most amazing catches. He had some wonderful catches. He His touchdowns you know, were magnetic. They were wonderful. So I think getting Michael Thomas back is huge. The Falcons shouldn't be disappointed. I know that they really wanted to win. I know that people are going to say this is the standard Atlanta thing. But... They actually have a pretty good team. Cordero Patterson was doing great. Marcus Mariota was doing great. Marcus Mariota was giving this defense fits. This was a defense that many people are saying are, is the top defense in the NFL. So I think with this, not only do the Saints have a bit of a struggle for this division, it's not going to be as easy. It doesn't look like the Falcons are going to go anywhere. We'll have to keep looking. We have to see. But I think right now, this division looks to be very wide open. Moving on to our next game, the Panthers versus the Cleveland Browns. Now, in this game, I don't want to give too much grief to the city of Charlotte because they tried. They definitely tried. It was on display, but it was some struggles there too. And I think with this, Cleveland... One, because they made the correct adjustments. Baker Mayfield does seem like the guy. Robbie Anderson looked good. Christian McCaffrey looked good coming back. You need to find a way to get DJ Moore more involved. And then same with your defense. You need to find that consistency there too. Matt Rule's seat is still looking a little bit warm. But for the most part, this team can compete. And I guess right now, it's really something where we'll just have to kind of monitor, but the NFC South does look like a pretty good division. I don't say that's going to be the best, but they look pretty good. Of course, we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they completely demolished the Cowboys. Nothing was really expected there, too. I mean, we all kind of saw it coming, but obviously the biggest storyline here is the health of this team. Julio Jones looked great, but we have to monitor Chris Godwin We'll get Donovan Smith, see how they're doing. Because this is a team that gets injured too. And of course, when it comes to our final team from the South small market, we have to focus on the Titans. I don't know what really happened with the Titans there. With the Titans, I feel like they are a team that has a lot of questions. Obviously, you have Derrick Henry, but 
You have a lot of young players on that team. And I think with this, they are a big question mark when it comes to teams in our small market. Obviously, they were the number one team in the AFC last year, but they struggled. I think moving forward, you have to get back to your basics of ground and pound, running the ball with Derrick Henry, and then setting up play action. You don't really have too many receivers, so they're going to have to find ways to grow throughout the season. Traylon Burks is going to have to grow a lot quicker as a rookie because they are depending on him. You have some pretty decent tight ends, but what I noticed too was that Taylor Wong looked out of sorts, that O-line looked confused. You need to figure that stuff out because this is a division and a team that needs it. I was talking with a few friends yesterday and I said, I don't think that the AFC had really any good wins yesterday. They didn't. They did not have convincing wins. I mean, you saw the Cincinnati Bengals struggle. You saw the Steelers struggle. You really saw, you know, the Raiders struggle. There was really only one team that was consistently doing well, and that was the Bills. And then you also looked and saw the Chiefs. Aside from that, I feel like with our small market teams, this was expected. We had a good half that won. We had a good half who didn't. And I think with this, I feel like the team has the right priority, but I would like to see more in getting into this consistency. It's only week one. There's still a lot to figure out, but I also know that some fans are going to go into freak out mode after week one. I also do want to give some shout outs to Phil Mathis, who just got announced that he's going to be missing the remainder of his rookie season. We're thinking of you. And we're thinking of all our other favorite Alabama players. Another favorite Alabama player of mine, OJ Howard, just had a big game. So we want to be focusing on the other players as well. Mac Jones, I heard about your back. I hope you feel better. But remember, we want to think back to our small market heroes and the people who are now in the NFL and living out their dreams. Also, most importantly, shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts looking like a Great start to the quarterback, but please throw the ball to Smitty. I have him on my fantasy team, and I really need him. Najee, I'm glad you're okay, but all in all, I'm excited for NFL to be back, and it's going to be great because, like I said, we have some of our small market teams who are going to be doing well. But here's the hoping that the Saints continue to do well, but also that we have some of our other small market South teams continue to break their, I don't want to say curse, but their trouble so they can continue to do better but that's going to do on this tuesday episode of jake's take as always thank you so much for all the love and support you can find us on anchor apple Podcasts, spotify google stitcher we're basically on all f- platforms and once again this is sponsored by variety sports network at variety underscore sport underscore you can find them on apple Spotify, Google, all the platforms. And I am so, so excited because we are still very much growing. We just hit 1,200 streams. Thank you so much, everyone, for making all this possible in the past five months. It's terrific. I cannot wait. And like I said, you know, for the next couple months, we're going to be breaking down the different teams in the South, whether it's in the SEC, whether it's in the NFL. Or it's going to just focus on other small market teams in the South. Our small market teams are needing to do well this year. Actually, that's just me saying it because I would love to see a team in the South go to the Super Bowl. 
And most importantly, I really think it's important that we make sure that we show that the South is a great place to live, grow, and inspire people. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, at Jake's Take Podcast, or my personal Instagram, Jakesill14. Next week's episode is going to be breaking down some more of the topics in regards to the SEC, the NFL, and we might also toss in a few other news in regards to other sports as well. But right now, the focus is going to be football, so get excited. If you haven't watched a football game yet this year, please do. It is such a terrific thing to do, and especially when you're doing it with friends. Make sure you're watching it with friends. Doing it with friends is amazing, and it's wonderful, and you are so lucky to have wonderful friends like that. But as always, thank you so much for all the love and support. Creative Ventures, make happiness. Be the best version of you you can be. Make people smile. Continue to be a light in the world. And as always, I will see and hear from you all later. Take care.